Hello, and welcome to episode 91 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And as someone on our Discord pointed out, thank you, Wizards, for more co- for more content. Hashtag sponsored. Hashtag sponsored. We had the grand finals, which was like pseudo worlds. And mm-hmm. uh, in a shock to no one, 23 minutes after they tweeted out who the winner of the grand finals was they tweeted out we're banning cards on monday so <laughs> Ta-da. we have bands to talk about like the tweet for the winner was like not even cold yet like it was right. still hot off the presses and they were like we're banning something on monday it's like oh my gosh well, actually i think the twitter thread was still going like people were still congratulating him yes as wizards was saying we're banning things you know that format he won in yeah. yeah, it was a mistake. We have yeah. to make it go away now. It won't exist 12 hours from now. Yeah. So if you would like to uh, get at us on Twitter, you can tweet at us at Casual Tripod. Yep. You can also hit up hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. If you want to drop us an email, you can do so at show at Casual Tryhard MTG dot com. If you're looking to order any singles, maybe for your new standard deck now that... uh. Well, I guess I can just say it. Now that Omnath isn't going to be raining on your parade, uh, don't forget to use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after following that link will get a small percentage of to help keep the show going. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Our patrons get early access to our show notes. I usually post them the day before the show goes live. And they also get access to our pre-show sound check ramblings whatever you want to call it just kind of us talking about whatever's on our mind typically i post that on tuesdays also we have our discord channel some good discussions going on in there Um, we take you know listeners pop in there and give us ideas for show topics like last week's episode we actually had a lot of really good feedback a lot of people liked last week's episode a lot so if you liked that and had an idea for something that you guys wanted to hear about you can hop on our discord tell us there Um, there's a link in the description there's a link on twitter there's a link on facebook if for some reason none of those links work for you get a hold of us somehow shoot us a message drop us an email and we can send you a personalized link Um, also in our discord we have a patreon only finance chat if we have like a spec idea or we see the chance to you know make some money flipping cards we'll post that up in our finance chat that our patrons have access to. Like I said, we had a lot of really good feedback about our episode last week. A bunch of you guys, you know, piped up and said that you enjoyed the episode on baseless speculations with really no footing for next year's sets. Um, If anybody has any more ideas for content like that, let us know and we'll try to work them into an episode. I think we're going to be a little bit light on content coming up. We should have October State of the Game at some point, and so we can talk about that either next week or the week after we should have that. And then at some point, we're also going to get Kaladesh Remastered, which I'm sure is going to shake up Historic and give us a whole bunch of stuff to talk about there. But there's not really anything that I think is going to shake things up that we need to talk about other than that until January, I guess. Yeah, so and, it, and again, like we've said, it's hard because so we've had the end of the year grand finals. Yeah. And that's 
the last kind of big tournament. I mean, there are the the CFB. What are they called? There's the CFB Showdown for the CFB Pro people, and yeah. they have another they have another tournament series going. Mm-hmm. And I think Star City. That's gonna be like the only like events. Yeah, and it's those are like way different than like Grand Prix. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Just in terms of like coverage and exposure and like us finding them. Well, so, I like, think engagement too. People seemed a lot more uh, like up and interested in you know revol- results of a Grand Prix or a Players Tour or something. A lot of people seem kind of meh on the whole you know arena only events. Yeah, I mean there were uh, various points throughout the weekend. They, they were up around seventeen thousand viewers for this Grand Finals. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so, pretty good. So they had some pretty good viewership um, yeah. uh, that I had noticed. But yeah, it's, it's different than like a Grand Prix where like, you know, you're going to get all the deck lists and you're going like, to, I don't know, just like a semi-random like, you know, right. arena tournament just doesn't feel, uh, doesn't feel the same. Right. So like, you know, kind of following the metagame kind of stuff is going to be harder but mm-hmm. I'm sure we can find a way to, like, if there is a metagame, <laughs> eventually, like, maybe <laughs> talking about, like, decks or that come up or just ways to, like, interact with things. Yeah. No, I mean, we're, we're still going to make episodes. I just, I guess what I meant was if there was anything that anybody wanted to hear about it, now's a pretty good time to speak your mind. Yeah. And Chances he- of, uh, you know, user contribution episodes are pretty high right now so yeah and like to tell you how active the discord is someone just popped into the discord and they were like hey have you guys made an episode about terms used in magic and the answer is yes (laughs) um i don't remember the number i'll find it for them but we do see what you put up in discord this this does happen yeah so i try to respond to everybody yeah you are way better than i am my my world i am the dog in the house that's on fire Oh man, it's I feel like, so bad. For it's you. like everything's fine. This is fine. <laughs> and sometimes I see the Discord sound like, "Hmm, do my job or answer yeah. Discord." I guess I should do my job. Yeah. Um, Tend to the tiny terrorist. Yeah. So last week in our pre-show, or maybe mm-hmm. after it, I had mentioned that I hadn't been on Arena since the previous Friday. So it had been mm-hmm. like three days, and you're like, "Wow, that's like a record for you." Yeah, I didn't get on Arena till Friday. I went an entire yeah. week, and I was like, "Man, I've got to get my weekly wins." So I had to get ten wins on Saturday to uh, <laughs> to get enough to get enough uh, wins to get all my stuff. But then I on on Sunday I found the uh, the historic artisan event where people just conceded to me when they can when they uh, mulliganed. Got some quick yeah. wins there. I was like, "Yes." <laughs> all right. What were you playing? Oh, what was I playing? Oh, I was playing Mutate. Okay. Yeah, I fired up Mutate for a little bit. I built Wizards, too. That was kind of cool. Yeah, like, former teammate and now uh, adult uh, Anthony down in Texas, uh, when he yeah. was he got back into Historic, and I built him, like, a Wizard. He was playing Wizards, and I built him, like, a Pyromancer deck Yeah. for Historic. And, like, he said that Wizards was competitive in Historic. Anyway, hmm. that was a little side note here. People of Discord... You have one job coming forward. We need all of your ban-related puns because <laughs> we have run out. We uh, James went with 
bandana. And <laughs> I, I had. and in the pre-show, I suggested bananas. Yeah. Uh, Gwen Stefani style, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. But we're out because they ban stuff too much now. So, so I saw a thing. I think it was on Twitter that says we have had, I think it's 56 bannings in 2019 and 2020. Across all Whereas, formats, right? Because um, it can't just be in standard. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a like just formats on arena. So oh, it was like God. standard, historic, and brawl. Okay. There have been more bannings than there has been the entirety of standard before that. Okay, that I can one hundred percent believe. Okay. Yeah. So congratulations, Wizards. You set a record, R and D. Yeah. Something like 51 cards. Wow. Maybe we should just make a uh, channel in Discord that is just like ban puns. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, as they promised, as we were as we were still spraying champagne at some guy's apartment, um, yep. uh, there were bans on uh, this morning. So, they kind of made the bans that people said they should have made two weeks ago. Yes. Which is crazy to think that those bands were two weeks ago. Like, <laughs> literally? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's got to be real crazy for you because you, you've only signed into Arena like four times since. Yeah, then. every time I sign in, there's a new <laughs> format. Thankfully, they haven't banned anything out of Limited. We're on Draft 42. Uh, we, are on, we are on Draft 42. We've not messed with, like, come December, we'll know what the format actually is. Um, so... <laughs> They banned Omnath, Locus of Creation, because he was the problem, not Uro. Not that Uro was okay, right? but Omnath was the real problem. Yeah. And then as a lot of smart magic people said, they ended up banning Lucky Clover because since every adventure card is a two-for-one printed on the card, Mm -hmm. with Lucky Clover when they become three-for-ones and four-for-ones and five-for-ones... Like, that just becomes way, 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 way too much value. Well, was it the one of the semifinals matches where the match was decided with Bone Crusher Giant copied four times, and then the next turn, Bone Crusher Giant copied four times? Yeah, they were, like, I think it was Nassif was at 16. Yeah. And got 10 and then was in the process of getting 10 again, and, and then died. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's that's not okay. No, it's not okay. Or like the brazen, uh, the petty theft that like has you pick up like all of your permanents. Yeah. Just like that's that's not cool. Like why yeah. why is that a thing that we're doing? Right. So they got rid of Lucky Clover and the card that we said we could have gotten rid of last time mm-hmm. that kind of answered all the problems that they wanted to answer was they also got rid of Escape to the Wilds. Yeah, such a weird card. We were talking in the pre-show that like in spoiler season or whatever, you would never in a million years look at Escape from the Wilds and think, oh, that's way too strong. We better ban that in standard. Yeah, like like I was saying, I, I kind of said like, you know, a three mana, or sorry, not a three mana, a five mana draw five. Right. Like those kind of cards usually aren't playable, especially if the cards spoil. Mm-hmm. 
But I guess sitting here, right, since you get to play an extra land, mm. you could think of it as like it's kind of a uh, four mana draw five because mm-hmm. you get to play an extra land. So it kind of pays for itself. Right. But still, those those kind of cards usually don't have a don't have a, a shelf life in in the format. Well, but it turns I get out when you have access to like eleven mana, they're great. Yeah, I mean the the turns where you saw someone go like turn five Omnath play a fabled passage, crack it, get four mana, then cast an escape to wilds like the yeah. eleven mana. I guess that's like not yeah like nine mana turn. Yeah. Like though that's where you're like, oh. That goes away, but like still with like the like just to make sure that you don't have that catch up mechanism. Yeah. Cause like we were saying in again in the pre show, we had some good stuff in there. Right. We did. It was one of those it's one of those cards that like invalidates large swaths of the metagame without you like realizing it. Yeah. Right. I mean if you can use one card to, you know, undo a multi four. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's huge. You're just undoing all of your disadvantage. Yeah, it's it's the as we talked about before when we were like, you're like, oh, I, I think that Thieves Guild Enforcer is a card that would be cool to be able to play, but I don't think we have to play that kind of magic. Right? right. The like blue black trade one for one, right? If your spells don't line up perfect and they resolve an escape to the wilds, yeah. You you just lose the game. Yeah. Right, if they get another turn, if you can't kill them on turn five, mm-hmm. you just lose the game because they five for one you. Well, there was multiple games I saw on coverage over the weekend where people went escape to the wilds or had like had an Uro on board, started or, their and, turn with an Uro and Omnath. Or yeah, I'm sorry, Omnath. Not I Uro. did the same thing when we talked about banning. Uh, Uro and Omnath, I called them the wrong yeah. thing like eight times. <laughs> so it was super confusing for the listeners. Yeah, sorry about that. Omnath, where like somebody had started with an Omnath, started their turn with an Omnath on board, and then went escape to the wilds, you know, draw five cards, play a fabled passage, crack it, get all your mana back, play another escape to the wilds, and like you just drew 10 cards that turn you drew 10 cards that turn and, and still have mana up and have like in the the scary part is is you have the ability to to play all of those cards yeah right it's not that you drew 10 cards and you're gonna like throw six of them away you're gonna end up playing all 10 cards yeah because even the like you know you drew a beanstalk giant well you get to play effectively a rampant growth, right? Because you pay three mm-hmm. to get an untapped land. So, okay, yeah. rampant growth, that gives you more mana next turn. Like, you just build your mana out. Mm-hmm. So, like I was saying, it's magic used to be, like, a resource management game. Yeah. And now it, it seems like... It goes hand in hand with what we did a couple episodes ago, talking about card evaluations, right? Yeah. But now it's kind of a research resource acquisition game, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have the ability to use all the resources that you gain. Mm-hmm. So you just have to gain more resources than your opponent. Yeah. As opposed to being like, it takes off the entire avenue of attack of, I'm going to constrict your resources. Yeah. Right? Because you're like, 
I'm gonna like even in like historic, it was like I'm gonna play a thought season. It's like cool. I'm gonna rip a draw five off the top of my deck and <laughs> bury you. Cool thought right. season, bro. Yeah. Right, but like you know, that's why the like gruel deck that was getting played by like Handy and Burchett and who's the other person? Was there another person on it? Yeah, I don't remember who the other person was. It was trying to cut people off of resources by like making the game short. Right. Right. So hey, you're not on you have you've drawn ten cards, but I can kill you on turn five or six. Right. And so that was that's like resource denial now, is like getting you dead. But you have to get people dead in big chunks. And you also have to kill from like 24 or 28 instead of 20 exactly like you can't play a mono red deck because mono red decks are usually good at dealing 20 points of damage right exactly yeah because like once they get to the 20th point of damage dealt they are all out of resources Mm -hmm. right and like all of these like omnath decks were starting at like effectively 28 or 30 like you saw games where it was like People were at like fifty six life. Oh yeah, and it's like you can't just go like mountain two one and right. ever beat fifty six life. No, right. So you had to be bigger, so you could like you know have the ember cleave deal you twelve turn, right? And like chop them down real fast. Oh, that would have been a great. Uh, or I guess it was right. What, what's the beanstalk giants? Uh, oh, it's chop mode. It's chopped down. Is it chopped down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, you have to take people out in like chunks. Yeah. It has just been like, how can I get more resources than my opponent? And this goes back to like Nissa Crisis, right? Right. Like Nissa gave you all the mana mm-hmm. that you could ever want. So your only job then was to cast a giant hydroid crisis to give you more cards right. so you could use your mana. And Omnath was the same way. It's like, I'm going to give you all the mana you need. Your job is to just get as many cards as possible. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this moves us back to like mid-range. Like it, maybe Reed will get to block again. <laughs> I hope so. I'm a big fan of Reed Duke magic. Yeah, just like play a removal spell and play a 3-3. Three, three. And I'm going to beat you with this 3-3 three, because three, I have four yeah. more removal spells. Mm-hmm. As opposed to play a three three, cool. I'm gonna play a four four that draws me a card, then pays for itself. Then I'm gonna draw five cards, and then it's gonna be <laughs> your turn. And then next turn, I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. Except Go- this time, I had to wish for it, but because I have a lucky clover, I'm not only gonna get the uh, escape to the wilds. I'm also gonna get an Ugin. Yeah. Go go little three three. It's like no, <laughs> no. Undercosted three three does not beat a four four that's cost zero mana. Yeah, so hopefully this changes standard so we can get back. Now, I feel like I have said some version of that every time, time, but I guess I don't see what the next engine is. Like, it's not apparent to me what the next kind of busted engine is, because I feel like for a lot of the bands, we knew what the next card up was. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, I guess I've not been super engaged with standard, but I don't know what the next card up is. Yeah, I don't 
I don't know that there is one. I mean, you'd mentioned like Doom Foretold. Like if we turn into like mid-range games, yeah. if your opponent just has the abyss. Yeah, but I think you can get under a Doom Foretold though. You can, yeah. That that deck does a whole lot of nothing. Right. For yeah, a few turns. Wheels. Yeah, and like it has to pay mana to gain life with like a uh, golden egg or whatever. So it's not like it's super terrible in that regard. Yep. But I guess it does get a, what is the spare supplies? Like it draws, oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. draws them another a card. Yeah. But then like, if they don't have the doom foretold going, they can just draw another card. Mm-hmm. And if they do have a doom foretold, they, they have a thing to sacrifice. So yeah. That's kind of nice. Which is kind of the same as drawing a card. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like I don't know what like the next like mana engine is. Yeah. Well, let's finish up the band talk and then okay. we can talk about the event a little bit and then maybe like what new standard will look like. Okay. So that was standard. Yep. Historic. To the surprise of no one, Omnath got wow. banned in historic. Well, it got suspended. Oh, suspended. It's getting banned yeah. in historic. Like it is getting banned in historic. There's no way they can bring it back. Like that would just be like idiocy. Yeah. It would be crazy talk. I mean, I guess like Field of the Dead got banned again, right? It uh, had, yeah. It had been banned and then they, they suspended and unsuspended and they had to ban it. Yeah. Like I feel like if they that Ura that Omnath see I did it again. That Omnath <laughs> would have like the exact same trajectory. Probably. Oh, we printed something that makes Omnath bad. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that card's not playable. Yeah. So now everyone just gets to play Omnath. Mm hmm. So there, that went away. Yep. And then uh, Teferi and Wilderness Wreck went from suspended to ban. Okay. Um, so they're, they're gone for good now. Yay. And then Burning Tree Emissary got unbanned. Yeah, which. I guess the idea of having a, a an aggressive low to the ground red green deck sounded pretty good when the alternative was just battle cruiser magic. Yeah, like something to keep people honest. Mm-hmm. So I mean, oh, that's oh, that's like good. Burning Tree got banned like even before Jumpstart hit, right? So we've had Jumpstart and Amonkhet remastered to push the power level of the format up. Yeah. So I I, I don't know that Burning Tree is an issue anymore. No, like, and again, like, a, a gruel deck that, like, you know, is fast enough to, like, pressure goblins, mm-hmm. where goblins, like, oh, I kind of have to block here or I die, so they don't yeah. have their critical mass of goblins, yeah. and, you know, the ramp decks, having something to pressure the ramp decks mm-hmm. is probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, like, I am fine with that. Yeah. Something I did that has struck me, and it's just a little concerning is we've not had a ban in a non arena format in like months. Like, and I don't think the non arena formats are fine. I think it's just that no one's playing them enough to complain. Supposedly modern's in a pretty good spot right now. I haven't really seen any coverage or, you know, much in the way of modern at all lately, but I did notice over the weekend uh, when people were talking specifically about standard bands, that there were multiple pros I saw saying that uh, Modern's in a pretty good spot right now. Okay. I don't know. I just, like, some of the stuff you can do, like, again, like, the fact that, like, Modern and Legacy are kind of Euro formats mm-hmm. 
is a little awkward and uh like you know in modern like cryptic command looping uh mystic sanctuary yeah is pure misery is like the definition of misery so i don't know it's just i find it odd that these formats are fine Mm -hmm. i i'm assuming it's just like there aren't a lot of people with a lot of eyes on it yeah, the focus is elsewhere right now. I mean, yeah. I think if there were still paper events being played somewhere, that it'd be a different story. Yeah. And then I guess the last band was in Brawl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where mm-hmm. uh, the format that they made Omnath for, Omnath <laughs> is too good for. Yep, see you, buddy. Yeah, so we've had to ban Omnath in uh, Brawl, which yeah. I guess, like, you know, if you basically get to play it for the first time for free. Mm-hmm. And then... And then the second time only costs two mana? Yeah. Probably yeah. a problem. Probably. So, yeah. Real quick before we move on from bands. Okay. Um, I just want to note that Throne from Eldraine yes. has now had six cards banned in standard out of it. The only other set that has had six cards banned and standard out of it was mirrored in and five of those were artifact lands and what's the what was the sixth one uh, I don't know disciple of the vault I do believe was it disciple I think so uh, it's like one black for a one one and whenever mm-hmm. you sack an artifact it deals one damage oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah you, it was combined with uh, what's him what's he called arcbound ravager yeah like, you'd get your opponent low, and then you just, like, sack your board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to think, we almost got enchantment lands in Theros. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Well, we thought about it, but we thought there might be some issues. Like, oh, yeah, because you remembered what you did 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's, it's weird because back then, mm-hmm. right, there wasn't, like, there wasn't as big of a team working to develop the sets. Right. And like we have like specifically like scaled up mm-hmm. the the R&D process. Mhm. And to like be at the same point where we have banned that many cards. Yeah. Is just kind of like what what was different? Like um, we're what, we're playing a whole bunch more games magic. I mean, now. and that could be it too, right? Maybe maybe yeah. mirrored and maybe 15 cards got banned if right. like we were playing on arena. Yeah. I mean like the number of games that was played in all of mirrored and standard probably got played within the first two weeks of, you know, this standard or less. Right. Yeah. So it's not heartening. Mm -hmm. And we had mentioned, uh, we were talking before, like imagine the format. If nothing was banned, I, I shudder to think (laughs) it's, it's just mind boggling. You're yeah. basically playing like legacy decks. Yeah. Oh, hey, did you, I don't know if you noticed or not, but on the so not in the ban announcement page, but on the actual ban list page, uh-huh. um, Teferi and Wilderness Wreck are still listed as being banned in standard. Oh, they are. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to make sure. Oh, don't I, forget. I don't, yeah, I don't think they deleted them. Oh, oh and, and Grow Spiral. Oh, they just didn't update their their list yeah, of like. I'm sorry, not to fairy. Gross spiral and wilderness wreck. Okay, 
They just didn't update their uh yeah, the the listing when the for rotation. Yeah. So yeah, I I mean, not surprising. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like the guy who like worked the band the band list updates would yeah. had been like there for years and like, you know, had to go into the matrix to fix that like, you know, once every couple years. Yeah. And now like every 2 weeks he's like, "Oh my god, I got to do this again." <laughs> It's like, just like the janitor who yeah, like also happens to maintain the ban list. Yeah, he like I'm sure he's just like you don't pay me enough to do this. Like when I was doing this once a year, fine. Yeah, but now, no, no. Yeah, full time job now. <laughs> yeah, full time job. Yeah. So, what happened this weekend? So we had the grand finals this weekend with a dead format, basically. Yes, which it's funny, right? Like we mentioned, like event ended then they announced this format doesn't matter right so i'm assuming they were like we can't let people know that the format they're watching is not going to matter because they won't watch it which you know may be true but also Mm -hmm. like people were people were saying friday or thursday or friday that there was a ban list announcement yeah because like they were trying to go to the ban page yeah, and it said 404 error or something. Yeah, like you don't have the uh, authorization to see this, so I don't know if they like put it in and like changed like the date in the in the line in the line and like it was already yeah. there, but the page was hidden. So like people kind of already had an inkling. Mm-hmm. So the format for the grand finals was 32 players, and it was mixed format. It was standard and historic. I think it was like an even split. With the top uh, I, eight being standard. I actually, I didn't see any historic on day two. Was there? I thought there was. Like, I'm almost positive there was. Uh, but I could be I didn't be watch wrong. all of the coverage, but I don't remember seeing any historic for day two. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I thought there was. So, 72% of the decks registered Omnath. That's a lot. Yes. Set between standard and historic, seventy-two percent of the decks were on Omnath. Crazy. And to give you a sense of how like different things were, so mm-hmm. remember the event that we had not too long ago, the whatever the Mythic Invitational or Mythic whatever thing. Yeah. Uh, that it was anymore. Yeah, that it was like all goblins all the time in historic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One person registered goblins. And supposedly it was only because they didn't have, they were working on standard and didn't have any time to actually test historic. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> did they interview them and go like, so why did you pick goblins? And you're like, I forgot we were playing historic and I need to turn in a deck. I don't remember what the whole story was, but I remember him commenting on it on coverage. Nice. I missed that. So, yeah. so basically no one registered the goblins, which was the best deck in historic a month and a half ago. Right. Cool. So, yep. basically, uh, in standard, you had Omnath Adventures and Omnath Ramp. Yeah, which are pretty close. I mean, they're both trying to do the same thing. It's just the backup plan's different. Yeah, like, Adventures, you're getting your value and your two-for-ones off your adventure creatures. And Ramp, you're trying to cast more five-for-ones. Yeah. Right, you're on Genesis Ultimatum and uh escape, escape to the wilds as yep. opposed to escape to the wilds and all of your cards being two for ones right but 
I think you had mentioned this was kind of Euro. The Euro ban in standard was kind of like the uh, Hogak ban in modern. Was it the Hogak ban or the thing that they banned? Uh, the Bridge from Below ban. Oh yeah, it was the Bridge from Below ban. Yeah, uh, well, do you, well, it just kind of made. So when they banned Bridge from Below, they, we've talked about this on the show before. Uh, people were playing a different version of the Hogak deck pre-bridge ban and post-bridge ban. And banning bridge from below made people, like it made the deck better. You weren't trying to do like the cutesy stuff anymore and it actually made the deck a better deck. It made you build the deck the correct way. And I think that's exactly what happened with the Uro ban for the Omnath decks. It made them build the deck better. Like the the Omnath Adventure decks are like that is without a doubt the correct way to build the deck. Or was. I guess the deck doesn't exist anymore. But without the Euro ban, I don't know that people would have necessarily got there. Or at least it would have been a different version of the adventure deck that may or may not have been as good. We they just ended up with a better version of the deck. So it was yeah. so Adventures was probably the right way to build the deck, like you said, then there was still people that were on the ramp version. Mm-hmm. That was probably less good, right? And then well, there, okay. nobody that was playing the uh, ramp version made finals, right? I don't believe so. No, I think everybody that was made top eight was on the adventures version. Yeah, so you had that. Then you had people that were specifically targeting the Omnath decks, which were the really the Gruel decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and like you said earlier, this was the deck that uh, Autumn Burchett and Emma Handy were playing, right? Yeah, and like one other person was on their team, and I can't remember who it was. Okay. And they were, uh, according to Emma, she came to the deck at like midnight the day mm-hmm. before you were like the day of um, deck submission, deck submission, and then basically just kept sending like updates every hour mm-hmm. in their group chat, and then came and then they submitted that deck like Hmm. when she ran out of time like the version she got was the best version she could get in the time she had and it was specifically really good against omnath ramp yeah and less good against omnath adventures like their matchup was more of a coin toss against adventures Mm -hmm. but was you know maybe 60 40 against ramp right and then there was i guess the other deck was like I think how people played Rakdos, which was there, was there people playing Rakdos? I thought so, because that yeah, was I didn't, I didn't catch much of day one. There I might have there might day two and day in like top eight. Yeah, there might have been a few people because basically the the thought process was that from what Emma had said was that uh, Gruel beats on Omnath Ramp is kind of a coin toss against Adventures. But then loses to like Rakdos and Demir, and like no one's gonna play that. So I think there was only a handful of like Rakdos players, might have been like two or three. Okay. And then there was one person on Demir, which was Seth Manfield. Mm-hmm. That deck looked pretty sweet. Yeah, it was more like they called it Demir Rogues, but it was kind of just a control deck. It was very much a control deck, yeah. And then had like like a rogue sub theme, like the way it got you dead was with rogues. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like that. Because all the rogues mill, it's kind of got a head. I don't know if he actually milled anybody, but it kind of has a hedge against the Omnath decks that are drawing 10 cards in a turn. Yeah, you can kind of win a game that way by just milling them out. Yeah. But again, like 
like we said, like he was playing into the story, mm-hmm. which was a four mana instant speed draw four. Right. And there were a few times where in like pretty high leverage situations, like his cards didn't line up perfectly. Yeah. And like had a negate in hand and they cast an Omnath. Yeah. And then drew uh, a lofty denial. And it's like, oh, well, now I have to try to beat this Omnath with a bunch of, like, one, three flyers. Yeah. Uh, Lofty Denial would have been nice to turn before. Exactly. Like, if you would have switched Negate and Lofty Denial, he, like, you know, gets the Lofty Denial, the Omnath, and then has a Negate for, you know, whatever the big spell is. And instead, like, basically gets to cast nothing. Mm -hmm. So, right, and you can only, you know, trade your removal spell for an Omnath that drew them a card so many times before you just lose. Yeah, you're just too far behind. Yeah. But, like, he did very well with it and, like, you know, definitely had a read on the metagame and it wasn't the, like, rogues deck that we, like, saw, you might have seen on the ladder. Yeah, no Zerathsan, no Vampire Nighthawk, whatever his name is. Yeah, just, like, it was just um, the 1-3... Daring Thought Thief. So- Soaring Thought Thief. Soaring Thought Thief. Yep. And Thief Killed Enforcer? Was there uh, another yep. rogue? I don't think. Mm, no, I think that was it. Yeah, so there were very few rogues. It was just like blue-black control that like got you dead with something mm-hmm. at some point. Eventually you died. Yeah, eventually you died. And had yep. Agadine's Awakening to just be like, I'll get back two of my things. So that was kind of the like odd odd deck out mm-hmm. at the at the effectively the top four. Mm-hmm. It was four Omnath adventures. Yeah, like Omnath and Lucky Clover were going to win that tournament, regardless. Regardless at like the top four because like the top eight was like was it four adventures, blue black rogues, two Gruel, and then was it an Omnath ramp? Yeah, maybe. Something like that. Like, I forget what the last one was, but it was, like, four adventures going in. Yeah. And it was four adventures coming out. Mm-hmm. So. It was a weird... It was, like, double elimination, right? There was a upper and a lower bracket. Yeah. Like, it's the... It's what they've been doing. Yeah. Which is different, but I think it's similar if you think about, like, usually on Sunday, it's best three out of five. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Right, so you're effectively getting your best three out of five. It's just, like, spread across, like, two opponents. Yeah. Which is, but at the end, like, the finals was best um, best two out of three matches. So it wasn't like... Uh, oh, okay. I don't think, was it... No, it was uh, Aaron... Whatever his name was. Bursovich? No, there's... There's Austin Bursevich oh, and Aaron yeah. Gertler. Yeah, that's what it was. And Gertler got to the finals in the yeah. upper bracket, I'm pretty sure. But like he didn't get an advantage in the finals. Other than I think he got to choose play draw. Okay. But like he just went through Yeah. So it wasn't like he got to the end and was like, Oh, you already have one loss. If you get a loss, you're eliminated. They just made yeah. it a clean best two out of three. Okay. But yeah, so like it's different, but like you still, it still works to eliminate like some variants mm-hmm. where, like, you know, you just like don't hit your third land drop and you lose. Right. And like your tournament's over. 
It's like, well, you know, in, in the old structure, you'd be like, oh, I lost game one, but I still can win three out of the next four. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it was all Omnath all the time in standard. Like we said before, I think the Gruul aggro deck is probably that, and maybe the Rogues deck are things you can take out of standard. I think the Rogues deck is sweet. It definitely needs to be tuned differently now that Omnath isn't there anymore. I think that deck is sweet, though. I think it'll have a place going forward. Yeah, but, like, I think those are the two decks you can, like... And, like, if... I do believe there was a Rakdos list with Kroxa, right? But I think those are the decks you can take out of that tournament Mm -hmm. as, like, okay, this is, like, a reasonable starting place for me to, like, put a deck together. Yeah. As a... Like... So it wasn't totally, like, useless uh, in terms of, like, going forward and playing, but it's not as useful as it would have been if the format was still a thing on Monday. Right. And then we have Historic. Yeah, so what happened in Historic? You remember that Omnath ramp deck that we banned out of Standard? Yeah. We just played it with better mana. Okay. That was well, basically... let's not talk about that then, because... That doesn't exist anymore, and we already talked about it. So then the other thing that... Uh, the other decks that were there were four-color mid-range. Yeah, that deck looked kind of sweet, right? Uh, LSV was playing it, and... His entire team. Yeah. And uh, in retrospect, they hated it. Really? I thought the deck looked cool. I think it was sweet. Like, they didn't... Like, their deck did not put up results. Okay. Like I say that, and Raphael Levy and Gabrielle Decif both were on that testing team, mm-hmm. and both made top eight. Yeah. But LSV like tweeted like, "Congratulations to my teammates," even though we didn't break it in historic. Uh Like Matt Nass was like one in six at some point. Yeah. I mean, there always that's has to be. Good. There's always someone who has to be one in six in these tournaments, <laughs> right? Yeah. They're just that's how math works. Yeah. But, like, you know, if they had, like, busted Historic, you wouldn't have thought he, they would have lost, you know, a bunch of Historic matches. So remember that standard Saltai deck we played? Yeah. Yeah, we, we put that in Historic. Yeah. Uh, we swapped out Thought Erasure for Thoughtseize. Okay. And um, we added White for Yasharn. Is that his name? Yeah. The guy that goes and gets two lands? Yes. Yep. But the reason they play that is because it doesn't let you... Your opponents can't sacrifice stuff. They also can't pay life for stuff. Yes, which means you can't activate any of your stuff in the sacrifice deck. Right. It's just a hard counter to Jun Sacrifice, mm-hmm. which was the other big deck. Like, that was the... Right, before it had been Goblins in Sacrifice, yeah. Sacrifice is the deck that stayed... Right. They got played, uh, and it was just a hard counter to that. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, two in the main, and they went up to four post-board. Yeah, there was two in the board as well. Which meant people were playing a lot of, like, same for with, like, for Omnath, we're playing a bunch of four damage removal spells. Mm-hmm. The deck the deck seemed fine. It It didn't seem, like, powerful enough for what was going on. Right. Right, it it was again trying to play a fair game of magic, and no one was doing that. Like, right, I'm sure you've played enough of the Jun Sacrifice deck or you know the standard version that like, you know, your opponent ships you the turn and they're at 16 and then they die and you don't attack. Yeah, right. Like, 
You're like, cool, I've kind of stabilized the board, and your opponent's just like, collected company, you're mm-hmm. dead. Right. And you're like, oh. Bolas's Citadel cast two collected companies off the top of your deck. Yeah, like, you're done. And you're like, oh, well, that yeah. that was dumb. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, they were focused on that. And the other thing mm-hmm. that Yasharn inadvertently hosed was the sweetest deck in the tournament. <laughs> I'm going to let you talk all about this one. All right. So, I didn't know about this. I, I let you, the listener, down because I missed this combo deck. Um, I've seen it a couple times over the last couple weeks, but I never, I never actually saw it go off. So You've never seen anyone win a game with it, which is probably not great. <laughs> but um, so there's a Neo form. They're calling it Neo Storm, but yeah. there's a Neo form combo deck where you play. Oh, what is it? Uh, the Storm Caller or Storm Tamer? Like one yeah. in the blue, two one that you get to like copy your next spell. That's mm-hmm. CMC three or less. Right. So you play that on turn four and then you play Neoform, mm-hmm. which lets you get a three and gives you two copies of Neoform. Right. So then you get dual caster mage mm-hmm. and you copy the Neo, the Neoform that's on the stack. Right. And you do that and you take every dual caster mage out of your deck. Mm hmm. And I'll, oh no, you've run out of dual caster mages. Then you start getting glass pool mimics. <laughs> and the glass pool mimics copy all of your triggers. Yep. And so you're like, oh cool, I have a bunch of two twos, but they're still alive. So with your last two, you get a combat celebrant mm-hmm. and Tuck Tuck Rubble Fort. The worst card probably ever registered at a tournament. <laughs> uh, the O three 3 wall for two and a red that gives all of your creatures haste. Except you got it with a Neo form, so it gets a plus one, plus one counter, and it's a one, four. Woo! <laughs> so, so, now you have a bunch of hasty, like, three threes and two twos. Mm-hmm. And a combat celebrant. So you right. get to attack, exert the combat celebrant, deal damage, untap all of your nerds, and attack again if they weren't dead from the first swing. Right. So there are a few different ways to build the deck. Like you have to have the like core of like four dual caster mages, which are just god awful magic cards. Yeah. And um four Neoforms, which is a busted magic card in multiple settings. Oh yeah. And then four of the like Stormcaller, which is a fine magic card. It's, it's not okay. it's not great, but it's fine. So you have like those twelve cards have to be in your deck. Yeah. And then like glass pool mimic's kind of free because it's also a land. Mm-hmm. So you're at like sixteen cards plus so you've got a pretty big combo package of like nineteen cards. And yeah. the rest of your deck, depending on how you build it, is either exclusively finding that stuff or being like speed bumps. Mm-hmm. So can Yukihira played a version that was like a little bit set up to go longer. So it was playing Wall of Blossoms as Mm -hmm. like speed bump plus dig me in my deck. Was playing a little interaction, was playing a braids, played two Uros. Okay. Randomly. And then I think his big innovation that I thought was cool was uh, 
Valakut Awakening. That's the whenever land comes into play, you exile a card and you can play it. That's Valakut Exploration. Oh, okay. What's the Awakening? The two in a red instant, you can put X number of cards on the bottom of your library and draw X plus one cards, and it flips onto a land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, if the only thing you want to do is put together Neoform plus Stormcaller, or Stormtamer, whatever it is, or you can do Neoform Dualcaster, where -hmm. you like have to sack a two-drop and then play Dualcaster to copy that, copy it like you can backdoor into it that way yeah well you just like are like i have a neoform i'm gonna put six cards in the bottom of my deck and hopefully draw what i want that seems pretty good so that was pretty i thought that was a pretty like neat innovation yeah I like um that. michael jacobs was playing the deck and he was playing it with sphinx of foresight okay right as like kind of a way to have a fair plan and also had one Terror of the Peaks. So okay, I'm, that's kind of cute, too. So if you can get the Terror of the Peaks, then you combo off. You don't have to even, like... Attack. Attack. You just win off of, like, pings from Terror of the Peaks. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess eventually your um, glass pool Mimics are just going to copy Terror of the Peaks, right? Yeah. Like, you could just... Yeah, you could just do that. You could, like, sack yeah. and, like, get a glass pool Mimic, and you're like, okay, cool. Because, like... If you have like two of them, mm-hmm. right? So you have a terror that peeks out, and you're just like, you know, get a glass pull mimic, get a glass pull mimic. You deal ten damage and have three five four flyers. Yeah, that probably that's probably good enough. Probably, probably, yeah. So there were poor Ken, uh, multiple times. Yeah, had turn four rolled up. Yeah, just done. And one time he's playing Emma Handy, and Emma rips untapped white source off the top yeah. and plays Yasharn. <laughs> Yasharn makes it so you can't sack a creature to Neoform. Yikes. So Ken had uh, Seagate Storm Tamer with Neoform in his hand, had yeah. the fourth land, game was done. Rips untapped white source, plays card. He can't beat card. <laughs> like there's actual no ways in like, the deck to handle it, right? A braid and copy it. <laughs> so he was like, a braid it, flashing a dual caller, uh, a dual caster mage to kill it. Yeah. And then like Emma played another one. Oh. It was just like, yeah, we're this is no good. Yeah. So, like. That is the the problem, right? Is that you have just a situation where, like... So right now, you've got this turn four combo deck that's creature-based and fragile. Mm-hmm. But it's a turn four combo deck. The problem is, is, like, Jun Sack is the best deck. Mm-hmm. Or one of the best decks. So you're playing Yasharn. Yeah. So they can't sack stuff, which means you can't sack stuff. And Goblins is one of the best decks. And what mm-hmm. does everyone have in their sideboard for goblins? Cage. Yeah. So Muxus is just a six mana four four. Right. Well, now you can't go get your creature when you cast your Neoform because they have mm-hmm. cage. So you're just getting hit with all this like splash damage. Yeah. But it was like a neat idea. 
I was like, this seems very like doable. I was thinking I was telling you, and you were like, I play Thoughtseize and Dreadhorde Arcanist and blah blah blah. But like, yeah. this seems like a good like best of one deck, right? Yeah, it has the same like faults that the a Song of Creation deck does, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have to draw a song, draw a Song of Creation. And if not, your deck does literally nothing. Yeah. If you don't draw your Song of Creation, here your deck does effectively nothing right. if you don't draw Neoform. Now, yeah. Ken tried to, like, hedge that by playing, like, Wall of Blossoms and other things that, like, let him play, like, a reasonable game of magic. A little bit of removal and an Uro, right? Yeah. Put some pieces together. Yeah. Uh, so, like, hey, I can, like, block for a while before I die to buy myself a couple extra turns. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people, no one registered this card in the tournament, but Augur of Bolas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, this came up on the Arena Decklist podcast where Brian Gottlieb was like, I didn't mind putting my th- my top three cards of my library on the bottom because mm-hmm. if they weren't Neoform, I didn't want them. Right. Right? So, like, you can play Augur of Bolas wall of blossoms just things to like draw you cards and dig mm-hmm. through your deck uh some people are playing like land of war elves okay so that you can go through and like kind of turbo out your yeah so there are a few different ways to build the deck and i think it's relatively new mm-hmm. so i don't think the best version of the deck is known um probably not like a, you had mentioned that we were talking about it like in our group chat a little bit and I had said, you know, earlier, just a little couple minutes ago, that I've seen the deck a couple times over the last couple weeks in Historic. And I'm, I mean, if you know me at all, you know that I'm always on some sort of, you know, Jund color mid range, something or other. And what I've found is, like I told you, that I've never seen the deck actually go off because I tend to play decks that play Disruption and Pressure. And yeah. in Historic, that means Thoughtseize. And the deck just can't beat disruption and pressure. Yeah. Like if I thought seize your combo piece and then kill you over the course of the next four turns, like chances are you're probably not gonna like find whatever piece you need in like three or four turns. If I've you know disrupted you once already, it it makes it really tough. Yeah. You have to have ways to kind of like rebuy. Yeah. And again, like if you are playing the the team or psalm deck. Like, you've mm-hmm. signed up for, like, Thoughtseize Ruins Me. Right. Right? And this is just another deck that uh, Thoughtseize Ruins, but isn't just playing literal blanks. Right. Right? It's not playing four copies of Tormod's Crypt. <laughs> so, right. like, it it actually plays things with power and toughness. Mm-hmm. So, like, you do have the, like, Anemic Beats beat uh, backup plan. Yeah. Like... It's not a good backup plan. It's kind of <laughs> god awful, but it exists. Right. Where like you know, uh, zero mana O two ornithopters aren't bringing the beats. No. So it was neat. I hadn't seen it, mm-hmm. and like, I think the biggest problem is that it has to devote so many cards to the combo. It's not like it's not a compact combo. No, you know. I mean? I mean, it's nice that like once you start rolling, the pieces all find each other. Yeah, like once but, you yeah, go off, you go off. A lot of room. 
Yeah, it takes up a lot of room in the deck, though, for sure. Yeah, like, it's not like it's a, you know, it's not like it's sneak and show. Right. Where you're like, you know, I've got, I see I have 16 cards, but you're like, Mm -hmm. the rest of my deck is protect combo and find combo. Right. Where this is not inverter, it's not splinter twin. Yeah, where you just have like, you're just playing like a reasonable mid-range game. Yeah. And then you just happen to have like eight cards in your deck that are like, ooh, I guess I win now. Yeah. Right? Like those those kind of combos are better because you like just get to play like a pile of removal. Yep. And like Ken was trying to do that. Ken was trying to play like a pile of like was trying to play removal. Mm-hmm. He almost top eight it. Like I think he was like ninth. Like he had a winning yeah. in. Yeah. And then like got omnath. Well got Yasharned. Right. And then like got buried and then like, you know, just saw like double Aether Gust and was like, Oh, I guess I can't beat double Aether Gust. Okay. Yikes. So that was like I think the interesting historic to, to come out like to the point where I was like, I should put this together. Mm-hmm. I guess I get like four wild cards for my uh Omnaths. Yeah, I when I signed on to Arena when I got home from work, I was greeted with twelve wild cards. Yeah, well I'll get but like I get the wild, the mythic wild cards for my uh, to get the uh, Seagate Storm Tamer or whatever. Oh yeah, or Stormcaller, whatever it is, Storm Guy. Uh, Man, forty three drafts and you don't have your Seagate Stormcallers yet. And I opened a hundred and something packs that I got yeah. for like prizes. I'm short twenty five individual rares <laughs> still, and that's like I think I think I did that on like draft forty. I was like, I'm just gonna open these packs, and I opened like a hundred and fifty packs. Yeah. And I'm still short 25 rares. I was Man. like, cool. Way to go. I've got 14 more <laughs> packs to open or something. So eventually we'll get there. Eventually. Eventually. But yeah, I think that was that was the cool deck to come out of it. Like, I don't think that the like four color mid-range deck hangs yeah. around. No, probably not. It was like, sweet though. Yeah, it was. And then Jun Sack, like we said, was probably the best deck in the format. Yeah. Some combination of like Junsack or like the Rakdos like um Dreadhorde Arcanist deck. Mm-hmm. I think are both like reasonable. Yeah, I think they're both very good. I like them both. Yeah, I just like I just had a thought like if you went like elf into like Neoform get a uh a Dreadhorde Arcanist then you can cast your Neoform the next turn with your Dreadhorde Arcanist. Oh yeah, that's because it has cute. has a com has counter on it. Yeah, and then you could copy that with a, a stormcaller, not a stormcaller, mm-hmm. uh, a dual caster mage, and then start yeah. your combo that way. Hmm. I mean, it's probably you know the combo with extra steps, but it's like oh, there's like there could be something there. I don't know yeah. what, how it makes it more consistent. I didn't think that far ahead, but I was just like, that's a neat like chain to go through. So. I guess where do we see standard after all of this? Well, I mean, like we mentioned, I think rogues will kind of port to new standard, some version of it. I think that deck certainly looked powerful and had some eyes on it. The gruel beats deck, the mid range landfally, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I think that deck is going to stick around. I'm not sure. Like you said, like you mentioned when we were talking about the bands, I don't think there's a really clear next best deck. I think yeah. that the format might truly be reset. 
and maybe there's some room for for brewing. Yeah, I mean, I think that we just had a we just had a rotation, mm-hmm. and we kind of dismantled the the top deck yeah. and what would become the top deck, right? And like I said, there's this is the first time in like two years. We don't have some ridiculous mana engine. Yeah. Right. There's nothing that's just giving you all your mana back or mm-hmm. doubling your mana. Right. And so this is the first time in a long time that that hasn't been the case. Yeah. So maybe we get to a point where like standard is functional. Yeah. I mean, like, like we were talking about, I think that there's room for some sort of doom foretold like go long control deck. Yeah. Again, I like the rogues and I would love for standard to be a place where you could play uh sublime epiphany. I think that card's sweet. I was going to, I thought you were going to say, uh, whatever Nighthawk scavenger. That, that, that was the card you wanted to see play. I mean, that card I like for its little, little edges, like the life swing and, you know, it being an undercosted beater and applies good pressure and that sort of stuff. But, like, there's as much as every soul of me or every fiber of my being doesn't want to say this, like, there's something to be said for just putting a game away for six mana, too. Yeah, I think that just, like, was a constraint on the last format. Yeah. The last version of Standard uh, (laughs) is Bonecrusher Giant, right? So things that have three toughness go up Mm -hmm. way in value. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I, I still think there's going to be like in, some version of it in the Ventures deck. If it's the Gruel Adventures that is just Gruel Beats that has like a handful of adventure creatures in it, yeah, fine. I was also kind of playing like a Golgari Adventures deck too that was, I mean, it wasn't really Adventures, but it ran uh, like Lovestruck Beast and... Edgewalling Keeper. Edgewalling Keeper and um, Murderous Rider. Yeah. But like if you have like, so like Bone Crusher Giant's going to be important to like answer... Edgewall Innkeepers. Mm-hmm. Right, so, like, that's a card you have to be able to answer. And, like, Lotus Cobra is still around. Right. Like, Lotus Cobra is the only other mana engine we have. Yeah, and it's nowhere near as egregious. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just a two-mana mana dork that, okay, that eventually turns itself off. Right. Right, like, it doesn't help you get from... It helps you get from, like, three to four... But it mm-hmm. might not might not necessarily help you get from four to five, right? Because you might not hit your fourth land drop, and now you're just stuck at three still. Yeah, right. It's not like it just lets you cast like mono four drops, right? So, yeah, like it's probably fine, but like cards that can deal with edgewall innkeepers or that can deal with some of the like smaller like setup rogues, like the uh, gosh, the guild enforcer or the the blue one one. The merfolk guy. Wind robber. Yeah. Right. So like if people go hard on rogues, not on the controlling version, but on like wind robber and like that kind of stuff, then things like spike fuel hazard Mm -hmm. go like way up in value in like the, the red decks where you like, you just have an extra way to this at mana parody, like kill an edge while innkeeper or kill this like annoying little one, one that like you're not being able to block for like six turns. Right. So, uh, I guess there's not like a there's not like an analogous like 
black. Do we don't still have Deadway, do we? Um, I don't know. Do we? I don't know. But like a card like Deadweight, where like one mana, like make something go away. Disfigure? Do we have Disfigure? I don't know. I don't remember now either. The content you can, you crave. Um, <laughs> but like cheap interactive spells are going to go up in value. Well, we have Blood Chief. Blood Chief. Yeah. Thing like that card where, yeah. even though it's a sorcery, like. On the draw, they play their their one mana one one, and you're just like, okay, I can kill I can kill this Edgewall Innkeeper with this. Yeah, cool. And like the game goes on from a point where you're not just like completely and utterly buried, mm-hmm. as opposed to what was happening before. It was like, oh, if I don't have this, I just get buried. So yeah. giving yourselves yourself more ways to keep card parity. So like cheap removal, I think, goes up. Mm-hmm. And things like that. So, like, it's going to hopefully be a more, like, traditional format. I mean, Eliminate. Like, Eliminate's been almost unplayable. Yeah. Same, like, with Heartless Act. Like, there's all this two-mana black removal, right, that, you know... Just got unbanned? Yeah. You need for stuff like, you know, the big side of Lovestruck Beast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't want to trade your Eliminate for an Edgewall Innkeeper, but... You also don't want them to draw a bunch of cards, so you'll like, you know, shrug and be like, "I know I'm like at a mana disadvantage here, but yeah, I'd rather be at a slight mana disadvantage than being at a card disadvantage." Right. Yeah, like hopefully we get back to like a more mid rangey. Like, I have no idea what planeswalkers are in the format that aren't Ugin, because like, were any <laughs> of them cast? I guess Vivian. Yeah. Uh, is around. Yeah. And then. The, the three the five mana Chandra that no one has played outside of limited yeah I don't think I've seen that cast at all Nissa Nahiri like some of these might become like reasonable magic cards yeah I don't know about Nahiri I don't know about Nahiri either like we don't have enough equipment for like a warrior's equipment deck like that might yeah. have to happen next set well you were talking about uh Mana engines. I think Nissa is the only mana engine we have, right? Nissa is the only thing that's like close to that. Yeah. And like, I think I had mentioned that what I had like envisioned for like uh, Pioneer is a situation where you like play your Nissa and then you have a Fabled Passage. Mm-hmm. And you get to go like Nissa, Fabled Passage to get two counters, down tick, and play a five drop mm-hmm. and still have your Nissa around. I guess I don't know what like the like hammer five drop is that you would play like you know i guess like you know terror of the peaks or whatever but like elder gargaroth fine yeah just but there's not like a like when it was niv mizzet right Right. reborn it was like you got your niv mizzet like nissa fixed your mana right you got your niv mizzet and then you drew like four cards four cards yeah and then like you were back to playing you, you were up a lot there's not and maybe thankfully there's not a five drop that's just like, oh. Draw four cards. Yeah, this is the exact thing that you want to put in for free with Nissa. Yeah. That could be good. But yeah, like we might get back to like a more like like even the like Guilds of Ravnica three deck standard where there's like an aggro deck. Mono red, Golgari and 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 Drakes. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, hey, like that's reasonable. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And then there was some other stuff like chilling out on the side. Yep. Right. Yay. Great. Like, let's get back to that. No, I mean, that might be where we end up. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, because like that was the last that was the last standard set before we got ridiculous before we got wilderness reclamation. Yes, right, and we'll, in that there wasn't um, that didn't take over till we got Nexus, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Or did I we mean, already already have Nexus at that point? I think we already had Nexus. That like wilderness wreck. Trying to think, like what pushed wilderness wreck over the edge. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, because we got gross spiral wilderness wreck at the same time. Yeah, and then we still had big Teferi. and then yeah, Nexus was from core twenty nineteen. Okay, so yeah, that would have been on its way out. I think it was nineteen, wasn't it? I think. Man, it feels like so long ago. It does. It does. But like like that was the last standard before we had a bunch of stuff that doubled mana. Yeah. Because we had Oh no, it had to be bef- like we had to have Nexus before that because like there was the Teferi Lyra Yeah. Nexus decks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had the the Bant Fog Nexus decks right. for a while. Fun times. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're like but like that's when we started getting all these like mana engines and it being like team of reclamation yeah. and then like nissa hydroid crisis yeah and then fires like it's just basically been like 18 months of all the thi- mana you could ever use yeah things that like double your mana yeah. and like decent mana things to put into them so yeah. like if you if you liked playing like you know you know i was playing a lot of like Red, red, blue, blue, like eight fours that drew me a card when they resolved. Mm-hmm. And I was like, playing a lot of uh, two mana one threes. Yes, that, that were secretly two mana five sevens that the gained game, you a bunch yeah, of life. Six life. Yeah. yeah, but like those were like that was magic. You were allowed to play. You were allowed to play like a a two one for three mana that would be maybe a four three and gave yeah. you some selection or like drew you two lands mm-hmm. right you were like that was a reasonable card like that card's like laughable now right like jade light ranger is not anywhere near playable no it's like i could play jade Light ranger or i could play an uro hmm thinking <laughs> thinking the uro is better okay yeah. who'd have thought who'd have thunk it but like those were like attacking and blocking times right like where you had to like do stuff on the board and I think if you're newer, something that you have missed is the ability to come back. Yeah. Right. That is something that I have missed. Like you, you've gotten down in recent standards mm-hmm. and you are buried. Yeah. You're just out. Right. And now like if we get back to a point where like you can be like behind on board, but you're like behind by like a creature. Mm-hmm. or a planeswalker yeah. and you're like one, oh man one good two for one and you're right back in it yeah or like i just have to rip one of the 10 removal spells in my deck mm-hmm. and then we're back at parody right and then i can start clawing my way back from there 
Yep. As opposed to being like, as we said, like, oh, they have 10 cards in exile that yep. they can cast. Mm-hmm. I don't have a way to catch up. Like, I have three cards in hand, and they effectively have 13 cards in their hand. Right. Oof. Okay. And managed to cast most of them. Yeah. So, it'll be good. Like, again, that's something I've missed, is, like, being able to, like, be a little behind. Because, like, we've not had, like, a little behind for a while. Right. We've had all the way behind. (laughs) Or all the way ahead. But we really didn't have, like, I guess we had parody on, like, turns, like, two and three. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, you played a Lotus Cobra? I played a Lotus Cobra. Oh, you played an arrow and put in a land? Oh, well, I played an arrow and put in a land. And then they're like, Omnath, draw 20. Oh, I don't, oh. Have, I don't have my, I don't have my draw 20s. Oh, no. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I lost. The draw 20. Yeah. The old draw 20. The old draw 20. Uh, what is it like red red blue 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 green green like draw five and get like 15 mana like yeah I don't have that card in my deck right now so I guess I'm in trouble play any number of lands this turn yes yeah and so like just being able to like have a a double block that matters yeah or like trying to redo magic yeah trying to like work a game into a position we're like, okay, I need to make this attack, so maybe they make this block, and then that gets me here. And if they don't make the block, then I do this to try to get them to do this. Right. As opposed to being like, I need to draw all the cards, and then play all my cards. <laughs> and then eventually I will win, because I will put more cards on the battlefield. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah. I mean, I guess we've been playing Mutate when you have a Starix. Right, mm-hmm. like the games where you have a Starix and you're playing Mutate, are just silly games. Yeah, like you're not really playing Magic. Right, you're just like I'm gonna pay three, and I'm gonna put ten things on the battlefield. Right, and like the Mutate Mirror was just like who got their Starix first. Yeah, it kind of you're right that like these Omnath decks very much felt that way. And one thing that I remember thinking to myself while I was watching coverage this weekend is these players that are casting Genesis Ultimatum and Escape to the Wilds. It reminded me of Aetherworks Marvel, where you're just like, you know, throwing these haymakers out there. All right, Escape to the Wilds. Let's see what I hit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they hit like the wheel. They hit four lands and like, you know, a bone crusher giant. And it's like, well, that wasn't very good. That didn't do it. Yeah. Right, as as someone who has spun the Marvel, yeah, uh, and hit like you know a Wood Weaver's Puzzle Knot, yeah. and just been like, well, I guess I get to spin the Marvel next turn. I hope it's good. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, it does take a lot of like the play out of the game. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that's something that you and I like value. Right. Right. Like, I don't know how many times like you get to like outplay your opponent. In a lot of these, yeah, like I mean, hardly ever anymore. Yeah, I mean, there is. There's definitely like sequencing things and like small edges. Like Reed Duke went like gushed, gushed about how Gabriel Nassif let his opponent resolve the two copies of Granted. I think it was Gabriel Nassif, and then Mystical disputed the actual Granted. So yeah. he, so that his opponent had to make his choices. 
without knowing the third copy was being mystical disputed. Yeah. And it's like, so he's still got a three for one <laughs> or, or, or a, a two for one or whatever. So that still yeah. happened, right? Right. Cool. Cool. But he sequenced correctly. Like those are the edges. Like, well, I want to like make this two for one or three for one. My opponent's getting slightly worse. Yeah. By sequencing correctly. So, I mean, there's still play skill stuff, but yeah, there was a lot of times it was just like, what were my top five cards? Were they good? Nope. Okay. And like for historic, historic's just too big. To what like, do you mean by too big? To like accurately guess what like the meta game is going to be. I think it's going to go oh, back yeah, to like no goblins idea. and Jund. And probably maybe I mean, John's still going to be good. Yeah. And maybe people are on like the four color mid range deck and they tune it because it's like the closest thing to like, just like fair, reasonable magic. And well, some people I mean, are it, drawn to that. Like, if you're expecting to see a lot of John sack and maybe this Neoform combo, then, you know, that four mana four, four, whatever his name is, is probably a good place to, to yeah. look. Yeah, Yisharn is good, right? Yeah. But, like, it's one of those things that, like, you play black for Thoughtseize, mm-hmm. right? And that shores up, like, all of your matchups because you have a Thoughtseize, yeah. right? And then, like, well, how do you how do you do anything remotely close to unfair? Well, you play blue and green. Yeah. Right? So you're like, well, you have to be then, you know, you're, you have to be Saltai to get access yeah. to Thoughtseize, and like Hydroid Crisis slash Nissa. Mm-hmm. And then that means like, and then like Yasharn's like a splash. So like Abzan is not a thing you can play right. because Uro is blue and Hydroid Crisis is blue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like you are kind of like pigeonholed into like, what is the best version of Saltai with a white card in it? Yeah. You can not be red. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah. What what version of not red can you be? Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure there might there's probably times where if if like Jun Sack goes down that you don't need Gisharn. Mm-hmm. And you just cut Gisharn from your deck. And you just go to like purely Saltai. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I think that like and then I'm sure that the Neo Forum deck is gonna run around. Like I'm gonna put it together. I'm probably going to not combo people out because they thought sees me. <laughs> uh this is the way I, I am fine with this. This is the life I live. Yep. The things you sign up for. Yeah. So fine. But like, you're just going like, but I'm sure there's a, another best deck. Mm -hmm. And like, we just don't know what it is. Cause like historic has the most random card pool. Yeah. Right, like if I took all my boxes of cards and just like threw them out the window and just said like <laughs> whichever cards are face up, those are in my new format. That's basically what they've done with historic. Pretty close to. They've just shook some cards out of the box and they're like, Okay, whatever's yeah. face up, that is our format. So we just take all the cards of magic, we throw them off the roof, whichever <laughs> ones are face up, we're gonna call that a format. Yeah. Cool. Well, we should be getting another historic anthology soon. Okay. And we should be getting Kaladesh remastered soon. Yeah, and like 
I cannot imagine them putting Aetherworks Marvel into that, into that set. I could not imagine. I don't know. You think they would? I really don't know. I guess it depends on what they think the format's going to be. Like if they're if they're using this as another step stepping stone to Pioneer, like they kind of have to put Marvel in, right? Marvel's not really a Pioneer deck though. Like no one's really playing it. Well, right, but it, like if the goal is to have actual Pioneer on Arena. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter if the deck's being played or not. Like people have to have the option to play it, you know, if that's the meta call where you yeah, know, it's good this weekend, like the option yeah, has to be like, there regardless but it would of also, it, it would also feel not. bad that you put it in the format and then like, like I don't know, maybe it's just not good enough for Historic yeah. so they don't have to ban it. Yeah, I mean, right now, what are you going to cheat in with it? Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger and Ugin? Oh, yeah, I guess. I guess that does it. <laughs> what, are the, what are the two biggest things we can find? Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger and Ugin. Both yeah. of them catch you up from being behind. That's true. Right, but again, you still have the same problem of like I don't know. You're playing like Glintness Crane, yeah, and like other like garbage magic cards. Again, mm-hmm. Woodweaver's Puzzle Knot. The best version of that deck was basically the standard version of that deck because yeah. you're getting no more energy cards. Right, right. Like I can't imagine us going back to Kaladesh and then being like, energy was a good idea. Let's run it back yeah. and. Mm, it's probably not good enough historic, so like Aetherworks Marvel might be fine. Mm-hmm. So, what are you excited about for Kaladesh Remastered? Like, what cards do you want to brew with, or do you want to play with again? Well, Marvel. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that was that was my experience. I had like one ill-fated event where I played like Teamer Energy horrifically and didn't day two. That yeah. stupid Star City Invitational. I lost my winning in. It was bad. <laughs> I beat the eventual winner of the event uh, in modern. Yeah, yeah. I do remember. I do remember the the group message uh, text, which was "Death and Taxes is not a real deck," and then he won the tournament <laughs> with it. After I like clowned him with dredge, and I was like, "Oh, oops." Uh, but like, energy was energy was fine. Oh, you know mm-hmm. what we get. We would get Flying Hydras. Oh, yeah. That we was a deck I top Hydra. eight at a PTQ with. That was a deck that I won a PTQ with. Yeah. So that, if yeah, you I don't. Like Flying Hydras. Yeah. So that's Long Test Cub. So not a Hydra, but one and a green for uh, a 2 2 that when it dealt damage, you got two energy. Yep. And you could pay two energy to put a counter on it. Mm hmm. Uh, and then you got Bristling Hydra, Bristling Hydra, which was a four three that came in and triggered and got three energy, and you could pay mm-hmm. three energy to give it a plus one plus one counter and hexproof. Mm-hmm. So effectively, if you had three energy before you cast it, it just kind of had hexproof, right? And then you would put a cartouche of knowledge on mm-hmm. it, and then what was was it? There was an Ixalan flying thing right hadana's climb hadana's okay there was hadana's climb but wasn't there did did it play another two mana like give a thing flying like Mm, the plus two plus two the version that i played did not okay but like basically you would just take one of these creatures that was reasonable you would put pants on it that made it fly Mm 
Mm-hmm. And then he would just bash. And then he played a dive down. That's the card we're missing. Dive down. Yep. And it gives you plus uh, zero, plus three, and hexproof. Yep. So you would I just. played uh, Bobby and mine also. Yeah, you played. You were a Sultai? Yeah. Yeah. And I so, played Winding Constrictor. Yeah. So you could. You can play it a couple of different ways, but basically the, the, the gist of it was like you were going to play this like long test cub. It was going to generate energy and make itself bigger. And yep. then you were going to like just protect it, just ride it with like a protection spell. Mm-hmm. And oh, you had um, the green one too. Um, blossoming defense. And blossoming. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you had you had eight ways to protect it. Because I was like, oh, we'd have Ranger's Guile. But yeah, Blossoming Defense. Blossoming Defense is way better than Ranger's Guile. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, you have a bunch of ways to like just protect your stuff. So that deck was oh, really fun. You might not have to play blue. You might be able to just be like green black because you have Ranger's Guile, Blossoming Defense, and then you have uh, the Demonic Embrace. Oh god, the Demonic Embrace would be great in that. Just like yeah, it makes it bigger. Okay. So yeah. what we're describing is magic that has not existed in years because we like <laughs> wanted to take a threat and protect it and like interact a little bit. Oh, that deck would get Thoughtseize too. Again, not now you're back. Oh okay. yeah, Thoughtseize. That's good. Yeah, you're just like Thoughtseize you, then like take your removal spell, play my cub. Yeah, and then just like just go. Yeah, you get fa- you get fatal push in the format. Mm-hmm. Like Fatal Push, like with uh, Blood Cheese Thirst. Oh yeah, like that is. Uh, I'm and working. On, yeah, I'm working on blue black. Uh, uh, no lands for Pioneer. Yeah, and that is basically just Thoughtseize, Fatal Push, Blood Chief's uh, Ascension. Like just that. That's just a. Basically, that is the backbone of the deck. Like the Dexa yeah. Combo deck that has no lands, but like. It's just a good mid rangey deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like uh, the energy bob, uh, mm-hmm. glitzly siphoner, like to like draw you cards. Like, yeah, that's a deck. Yeah. I guess yeah. that's sweet. And like winding constrictor, like getting to play winding constrictor, like play Abzan, winding constrictor plus conclave mentor. Yeah, and Heliod. Yeah. And like, you know. Walking uh, Ballista. Yeah, what? Well, that's another one. Well, that one they might not put in because it's already banned in Pioneer. Oh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, just like anything that gives you counters mm-hmm. would be like reasonable, like having eight ways to like uh, put count uh, to double your counters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like a lot of reasonable stuff, but there's also a lot of stuff that I don't know if they'll bring in. Like what? Uh, like Looter Scooter. Looter Scooter is banned anyway, though, right? Banned it's a Pioneer? It's banned a Pioneer. So, like, it might not yeah. come in because, like, it just gets banned at Historic. Oh, you know what we do get, though? What do we get? Bomat Courier. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's my boy. There you go. Like, that helps the red decks in the format. Yep. And, like, just enables random silliness. Mm-hmm. I love me some Bomat Courier. Yeah. So, there's a lot of cards that if you weren't playing then, Kaladesh was Throne before Throne. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, they ended up banning a reasonable number of cards. Like, cards that you look at and you're like, 
go look up the text on a tune with either <laughs> and that yeah, card is that card was bannable not bannable if you read it but in the context of the format they had to ban it yeah. right that set was really powerful and yeah. is what kind of led to Ixalan being not very powerful right was they were trying to ranch, ratchet back the power level mm-hmm. right and I have a feeling we're like in line for that to happen again Mm, I don't know if I agree. I think we're pretty much firmly on our trajectory at this point. I know, but like, I don't know. Like, I feel like shadows and and BFC, like yeah, BFC into shadows into Kaladesh. Yeah, right. Like, you know, I think that those sets all went up in power level. Maybe. Yeah. I know you could you could argue that the like Eldrazi the colorless set might have been a little more was probably more powerful than Shadows, but then like, and then Oath yeah, but like just like then they were like they kind of ratcheted things back and tried to like rebalance us, yeah, in in Ixalan, so like maybe they like take a look and go like huh, you know maybe it's kind of hard to do it in like uh Innistrad, right? right but maybe they're like okay when throne rotates out we're going to like turn the power level of that fall set down to kind of get us back to a new normal and i know that they're like happy with the power level of throne of eldraine and there were just a few cards that were outliers but again like if they come out and say like we're cool with banning stuff all the time, then okay, they're cool with banning stuff all the time. Yeah. But like I don't know if they're cool with banning stuff all the time. Well. I mean if uh prison experiences or anything, then I think they're cool with banning stuff all the time. I but, think I mean I guess we also haven't really had like a full R and D cycle since they started banning stuff all the time. Yeah, like we really haven't. But so. like so there's being a there's banning stuff all the time, and then there's like being in the building mm-hmm. when you have to ban stuff all the time. And it's one thing <laughs> if they have to do it; it's yeah. another thing if they're cool with it. And right. also, like since uh, Icoria, right? This has just been a digital game, correct? And there hasn't been a lot of change, like. Mm-hmm. You banning cards hurts people on their wild cards. Right. But doesn't... Well, I mean, you give them those wild cards back, so it yeah. doesn't... Yeah, but I mean, the wild cards around it, right? Yeah. Right, like, maybe you don't have, you know, Fey of Wishes if you don't get to have Lucky Clover. Yeah. So maybe you wouldn't have spent your wild cards on Fey of Wishes. But, yeah. right, like... It's been we've been banning stuff with the game being quote unquote fully digital. That's true. And people buying less cards. Like we still are buying cards, like, you know, for yeah. investment slash like longer term. Like, I think this card's modern playable, or I think this card's pioneer playable, so I'm going to have some. Yeah. For when we get to play those again. But I think it's different if could you imagine the uproar if they like didn't ban Uro, if they didn't ban Omnath mm-hmm. and they were like we're going to keep an eye on it, but we're good. And then everyone goes out for like the next weekend and buys their Omnaths for their like star city event. Yeah. Or their GP. Like, yeah. And then they ban it. 
yeah, you're you spent a hundred and sixty dollars on right. Omnaths, and then they got banned, right? And I mean, it's similar to Oko, but like at least Oko had a slightly longer shelf life, or like three or four times the shelf life. Yeah. Yes, certainly more than two weeks. Yeah. So, right, like they're banning stuff like they're a digital game. Mm-hmm. And at some point, they're going to become a paper game again. I hope. Yeah, I hope. We got a lot of cardboard that really hopes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still buying cardboard in hope. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, like I think there's going to come a point where they just have to, like, where they have to rein it in. Yeah. Because, like, we've talked about, like, there's talk of consumer confidence. Mm-hmm. And right now, like, you're bummed that your deck gets banned, but you just get your wild cards back. So you're not really out anything. Right. It changes when, like, you know, magic builds itself as having a competitive component. And yeah. so you're, like, playing in paper, buying the most competitive deck. And then if the deck you're playing gets banned every, like, three weeks or two weeks or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like, that's not sustainable. Right. Right. And, like, they don't care about the people, they don't care as much about the people like you and I that if they ban Omnath and we had built Omnath, we would put something else together Mm -hmm. for the next event. Right. Right? But the people that, like, you know, are a little more casual, they don't want them to, like... Not put something else together? Not put something else together. Yeah. Like, oh, I played this deck on Arena. I really liked it. I spent the money and then it got banned. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, I don't want to ever do that again. Yeah. Like, they don't, they want to avoid that, I think. So, right now, they're getting to kind of play with house money mm-hmm. because it's just like, oh, okay, well, here, here are your wild cards. But, you know, going forward, hopefully they, like, they fix it so they don't, you know, end up alienating people. Yeah, I think so. Did you want to uh, shout out the most ironic thing that happened over the weekend real quick? Oh, yeah, we have to. So, if you remember, there was someone who tweeted out the what the format was going to be for the Mythic Invitational. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, or it was like the, the first, like, arena pro tour yeah like what the format was going to be well i think it was just the announcement that the event was going to be digital yeah because this was super early in lockdowns after they had canceled like face-to-face play but hadn't started moving events to arena yet and somebody had tweeted out that in like two weeks or something the players tour was going to be on arena yeah and they said that their source was someone in the MPL mm-hmm. and that they didn't think it was fair that people in the MPL were getting a heads up right, about this event uh, and the general public wasn't. Right. That person then refused to give up their MPL source. And because of that, Wizards gave them a ban. Uh, suspension from organized play like a perma ban like ban them on like arena in paper and i think their magic online account i think so as well like just everything 
Yep. And this Twitter account was at MTGHOFBot. Right. And that Twitter account belongs to your current grand finals champion, Austin, Austin Bertovich. Bertovich. Yeah. Yeah. So in like May, they like banished him to the Shadow Realm. Right. And they did it. Be- they did it. I think in hopes to turn the screws on him. Yeah. I mean, be- obviously that's what they were doing. And then they conducted their investigation or whatever, and then unbanned him. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to like do really well on a couple events. Yep. And then made this. And again, I was rooting for him because I Absolutely. was like, it's kind of hilarious that in like May, they made you go away or June. Right. And now in October, you're you're making someone at Wizards write you a large novelty check, <laughs> right? Like, could you imagine this in like person? Like, you know, he gets the large novelty check, and the person's like grumbling, like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so he, he give him the check, like. But like this also, like, it's kind of feel awkward. Like, you know, one, you're happy that you got like the perma ban, and then unbanned, and then you win. But yeah. like, you win this big event, and like you like walk into your living room and you pop some popcorn, maybe crack open a beer. <laughs> they like in like a month, you're going to get like a FedEx box that has your trophy in it. <laughs> like, it's so weird, right? Like, it's not yeah. like you like, cause think about like when, um, uh, Toffel won, uh, the pro tour. Yeah. Right. And all his friends ran out and mobbed him. We're like, ah, oh, you did it. Right. Now, World well, Championship is different because there's only 32 people. Yeah. But, like, you didn't, you don't get that moment in these, like, online events. Did you... I don't remember who he was playing. I don't remember if it was the match that locked him up for top eight, but he beat somebody, and then, like, immediately, as soon as he realized he won, he, like, threw his headset and, like, jumped up and down and ran out of the room. He did that a couple times. He beat someone and started like flexing. Just his like, web. So yeah, it was just kind of awkward because he like, you know, obviously was excited and celebrating, and then ran out of the room. And it was just a picture of his webcam in an empty room with an empty chair because he like closed the door behind him. <laughs> yeah. So you couldn't even see what he was doing. It was just like empty chair. He had one where he won and like started like dabbing and like, like flexing. It was yeah. pretty good. There was one against Nasif, I think. Like, Nasif was clearly going to win. Yeah. So he just got up and walked out of the room. And, oh, like, really? let Nasif finish his turn. <laughs> like, I think he had to go to the bathroom or something. He didn't say. He just got up and walked out. And, like, he, like, <laughs> passed his turn. He had, like, a beanstalk giant in hand, had nothing he could do, and just got up and walked out of the room. <laughs> And then tur- and then like came back for sideboarding because yeah. they were like, well, there's not a whole lot he has to sideboard here. So even if he doesn't get back for a while, it'll be <laughs> fine because he was gone. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was pretty good. But they were like, he's you know, he's confident, but like he shows his emotions like, no, he wouldn't be doing this if it was the paper event. Right. I was like, fair. I've never had anyone like dunk on me that hard after a win. <laughs> um but yeah, it was fun. It was it's it's fun when like you know they they act a fool a little bit. Yeah. 
Now, granted, if they acted a fool on me in person, I'd be very grumpy about it. But like, you know, behind your computer, like whatever. Yeah, whatever. I can turn my emotes off. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and they didn't have to do that because uh, what's his name wasn't here. Yeah, Peter Gogowski was uh, was not emoting on people. So it's also funny, like watching people like go in and like before an important, important turn, turn off auto tapper. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll make sure I don't screw this turn up. Yeah. Thanks. Auto tapper. Did you see the turn that Emma passed through her turn? No, she, uh, she went to combat and attacked and then could have had a bone crusher giant in, in, uh, exile and like other cards to play. Yeah. And just hit like you know, and then pass through her second main phase, Eesh. and then realize that she forgot to cast her creature. The game ended yeah. up going on like three more turns, and she won. Yeah, but like it was just like, oh, that would not ever happen in paper. <laughs> That's right. awkward. And it was in the top eight. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I think it was top eight of the was it top eight of the in in the lower bracket. I do believe is when when it happened. Mm. It just passed through the turn. Oops. Oops. Like laughed it off. Like <laughs> like like pans and head, then like laughed and shrugged and then like won the game and then like regrouped. But it yeah. was it was like, oh no. Oh no. It just... was kinda like uh Seth Manfield. What was he playing? Didn't realize that like Red Cap Melee could hit Planeswalkers? Yeah, like left, left like double uh, he's playing against uh Autumn Burchette. Yeah, and it was like the Omnath ramp mirror. No, he yeah. was on Junsack. Yeah, and she was on, uh, and he was getting like wrecked. And then like they're like he doesn't know what Red Cat Melee does. And then like read it, and it was just like oh my god. <laughs> and then drew the second one, right. and it had to like two for one himself to kill an Ugin, right? Because the Ugin would was on four, and he could have killed it, he but then went it. up, and yeah. then went up, so I had to do it twice. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think he did hit it with the oops emote. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, uh, it definitely was, did. <laughs> it was. It was pretty. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. So, if you misread a card, it's okay. Everyone does. <laughs> Even Seth Manfield. I, with the, I cast the Balagid Recovery, in limited. I was like, I need to get Bubble Snare here, out of my graveyard. Just get the Bubble Snare, and for some reason, I got the like. Three mana, two two, like rare that lets you look at the top five cards of your deck and put a kicker card in your hand. Oh, well, that's not a bubble snare. That is not a bubble snare. Like they both are blue and maybe have a similar picture. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what did I do? I was like, oh, my, like, and I ended up losing. Like that deck was pretty good. I ended up losing, and I was just like muttered to myself to my wife. I was just like, I got the wrong card. Why did I? I even said I've got to get a bubble snare here, and I thought I clicked on the bubble snare, and I did not. Yeah. And then in a similar vein, real quick, watching a Saffron Olive video; those are good for some high comedy sometimes. Oh yeah. His opponent's on like blue white control, and he's on rogues in modern. Okay. His opponent uh, flashes in a Snapcaster, or Snapcaster targets Supreme Verdict, and Seth's like, "Got him." And casts a uh, surgical extraction, targeting Supreme Verdict. Uh, but a magic. But it was a one of in the deck, 
So there yeah. weren't any, so he didn't click on like, so he clicked on it to select it, but then you have to click the card again to actually exile it. Oh. And since there weren't any in the deck, he forgot mm. to click on it again. <laughs> so then his opponent got to resolve a Supreme Verdict and Wrath is bored. Oops. Yep. It's like, eh, these things happen. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to get yelled at for that. Uh, <laughs> so now this should be a show. I think that's a show. So if you'd like to tweet us show ideas, uh, your cool new standard decks, now that like we don't get double mana, you can get <laughs> at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep. You can hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can drop us an email, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. If you're looking to pick up any singles, you can do so through our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after following that link will get a small sliver of to help keep the show going. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Uh, if you guys have any topics you want to hear about, um, hit us up on Discord or in any of the other places we just talked about. Um, let us know what you want to hear about. Like I said, we had some uh, really good feedback after the last episode, so I'm interested to see what you guys want to hear about next. Um, I don't think I have anything else, do you? No, uh, I guess uh, with that, I will see you on the draft queues on the internet. Ooh, yeah, we'll catch you on the interwebs. <laughs> <laughs>